Welcome to Rockbeat. Today we have some very special guests. Before I get to them, I want to point out two things here. Slipknot number nine Iowa whiskey has been voted best celebrity whiskey by Forbes. Now Slipknot has released a new number nine Iowa reserve whiskey made farm to table using Iowa corn from Cedar Ridge's family farm. This isn't a gimmick whiskey like many others. Every detail is directly overseen by Slipknot in partnership with Iowa's Cedar Ridge Distillery. Get it shipped to your house now at rosellparkwines.com. Also, Cherry Bombs, a rock and roll entertainment group with, in, with elements of dance, aerial arts, fire breathing, and other entertaining but dangerous feats that I could never do, okay? <laughs> they have a brand new live show for when live entertainment resumes. Make sure you follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter at Cherry Bombs Rock and Cherry Bombs Official on Instagram so you can stay updated. Truly badass stuff they're doing. And now I am joined by Alicia Taylor and Mr. Corey Taylor. How the hell are you guys doing right now uh, in quarantine right now? Well, I mean, <laughs> we are bored as whale shit, dude. Yes. You know, we're, we're losing our minds. Bored to tears. So I understand you guys have caught up on Tiger King. Have you seen every episode? Oh my God, dude. Are you kidding me with that show? It's insane. Like, where do you even start with that insanity? Like, there's not a day that goes by we don't look at each other and, and say something about Carol Baskin. Goddamn Carol Baskin. Damn Carol Baskin. Goddamn Carol Baskins. Yeah. She killed. So, yeah, that was my question there. Do you guys honestly think that she did it? Yes. Yes. Yep. There's, well, there's some there's some shasty shit going on there, man. Yeah. Did you say they're reopening that case? Yeah. Are they reopening that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a big news article uh, that the the sheriff down there in that county is reopening the case. It's insane. Wow. I can't believe that they shut it down to begin with. Like, you don't just shut something down like that. If, if somebody's disappeared for that many years, and uh, there's so many details in that where they rushed to get the paperwork from his office, like, the day after he was legally declared dead, she, like, fought, like... I mean, it's super sketch. I mean, really sketchy shit. Yeah, and it's super weird to me, too, that you have this guy who is making professional music videos about, like, here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> um, and they never thought, these videos were going viral. He ran for governor, and they never thought that, like, this dude may be onto something with her uh, doing that. Right. I mean, it, I'm, you, I mean, you can tell that there was a ton of like vengeful spite going on there. There, I mean, there was a ton of back and forth going on, and I, I certainly don't like support like the insane, like the insane threats that he was throwing out there. However, if you see smoke, you know you don't say fog, you say fire. It's like there's some there's some real there's some real issues like that need to be investigated there. Yeah, they're all shitty, all yeah. of them. Yeah. They're all shitty people. I mean, honestly, what was her name? Saf, or what was his name? Saf said yeah. that, like, at the end, at the very last episode, the people who lost out, the ones who lost out were the animals, and he was absolutely yeah. right, man. Like, yeah. the, the animals are supposed to be the focus of this, and it turned into a human cat fight with a bunch of pissing and spraying and <laughs> just a bunch of garbage going on. And those poor animals just got fucked over. It's that sort of chimpanzees was so sad at yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, hate the way that in two, it says a lot about people who go and they pay money. You know, the whole culture of being in Las Vegas on the strip with people bringing cubs into that fancy room. It's really creepy to me. Yeah. And there's, and there's a lot of it. And obviously we live here. So we, you know, we visit the madness, but we don't live in it. So when we go, when we do go down the strip, I mean, it's like, it's like you crossed into another dimension. Yeah. It's so gnarly down there. We're in and out. Yeah. Like, we super get the fast. fuck out. Go in, like, see a show. Quick. And then we're like, bye. Yeah. So I've, I haven't been to Vegas specifically, but I, you know, I've been to Atlantic city, which is a lot, you know, similar many times. And it is very much, if you're there for a certain amount of time, you feel like sort of shitty. 
and you want to leave. At least <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, I want to go home. I don't like this. Right. It's dark. It's yeah. super dark. That's but why then, we live on the outskirts. Yeah, you guys are wherever you guys are. You're you seem to be in the middle of nowhere, right? And and um, that's a nice like I've, I've been seeing you guys working on your house and getting all kinds of shit done. I didn't know you're like a carpenter, Corey. Like you're you're putting in cabinets no, and shit. No, don't look at me. It's <laughs> right here, dude. Barb Vila. <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it, dude. Within within like four hours of a conversation of her going, you know what? I can't find a table that I like. I'm gonna build one. She had schematics. She had ordered the materials. She'd ordered the tools. She'd ordered a, a saw, a table. I mean, dude. And I'm like, oh, I was blown away, dude. And that thing is dope. Like, I, I helped her. Like, I basically held the flashlight. That's all I did. So I like, all right, it's, I'm not messing anything up here. She killed it. I'm pulling this up now. This is on your Instagram, right? You've got... Uh got a picture here of it on your instagram so this is like the table you did in the back for those of you who haven't seen this is like i'm a fan of this kind of shit i can't do i've got it up on the screen now so this is in in your like backyard and it's this badass picnic table um right i can't build anything i can't even build like you know i can barely I'm change my underwear every day like i have i have fucked up ikea shit <laughs> That comes with instructions that come like no, like no tools needed. I put, I put those not tab things in the wrong spot. There's always a fucking piece that's reversed. And I'm like, why is it uneven? Why the fuck is this? What the hell is going on here? Yeah. It's. You no, no. put the, put the handles in the kitchen. You changed out all that hard. Okay, yeah. What happened the, with the second handle that I tried to put in? I put it in backwards. Yeah. On the other side of the table. Yeah. I fucked. Yeah. I'm not. Not mechanically inclined. So, so, so you guys sort of, you know, somewhat recently, I guess, moved into this new place and you've been gone so much. It must be sort of nice to be able to finally get shit how you want it to be exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's we, we didn't realize how unlived in our house was <laughs> until we found ourselves like home for like a like for real home. Yeah. You know, she had a tour. I had a tour. All of that stuff got, you know, got postponed. And we just looked at each other and we we're like, well, this is exactly what we wanted. Yep. You know, I mean, let's make the best of a bad situation yeah. and fo focus on the house. So we've really been, I, I feel like we've ruined our house so far. Like we've <laughs> really... we, we barely even unpacked, you know, we, we've been living out of box. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, yeah, we're still putting things in their place and, and in a weird way, this is kind of a good thing for that. It's been great though. She, you know, she's, you know, she's been, I, well, I get, I get included in some of the decision making. Yeah, so of course. She's, but she's just got a better eye. And, better and I come in and I go, and then that's it. And then we're, and then we're off to the races. But if you and then I lift heavy things. That's what I do. Yeah. I lift the heavy things. But if now you hate you, something. No, you just find a different version of it. That I don't hate. <laughs> right. So is there like a place in, in the house? Like, are, are you into video games or anything? Is there like a, I have like a little room, an above garage room where I'm, it's just like a gaming room or something. Do you have anywhere right. for you or you, where you go and do that? I mean, I have an area that has been designated my own. <laughs> it just hasn't been touched yet. <laughs> it's where, well, I mean, it's that honestly, it was the first room that was set up in the house. <laughs> And like, and she surprised me with it. Like, she hung up all my vintage movie posters. Uh, my my nineteen eighty pinball machine was put in there. Uh, uh, it was it's basically the media room, uh, but it became it became the Taylor Cave basically, and uh, which is you know it's super cool. Um, but now it's a rehearsal area because we're. we're <laughs> We're building a casita to have rehearsals for both of our acts, and it's not done yet. So I've got a bunch of gear set up in there that, that I've been you know, bothering the neighbors with. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, it's we have we haven't really set up the the video games. She's more of the video game player than I am, man. Like the only time she really plays is when Griff is here. So right, yeah, just so too busy. So 
with with setting all that stuff up and having a rehearsal space, what does that look like for you? Is that something where you are, you know, are you are you like building a stage in there? I have no frame of reference. That sounds really cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is yeah. Here's the stage. Well, no, but here's the thing. Cherry bombs is so fucking involved. The the stuff that you do, like yeah. I can't, I can't, like I have a gym in my house, but. I can't do any of that shit. You guys are flying. For any of you who haven't seen this, they're flying 20 feet in the air. They're breathing fire. They're risking life, limb, uh, everything uh, every time they perform. And I won't even go five foot near even a, a, a backyard campfire. So how do you rehearse that? Um, well, our casita um, that's being built right now yeah. um, has high enough ceilings. So we're actually able to rig in there uh, for our aerial apparatus. Yeah, we made it specifically yeah. for that. But it's not it's not massive, but it's no. big, just big enough that they can do it. And what how big is it? Like twenty by twenty-five by fifteen it's, or something? It's fifteen by thirty five. Fifteen by thirty-five. So it's not so it's not, it's not massive, super huge. But and but we don't need it to be, you right. know? We Tell need me. it just yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Tell me about the new live show that you guys have, have set up. Uh, you know, I don't want to speculate on when this will be over, but it will be over at some point. Tell me about the live show that you guys sort of had planned, what you can share so far, because I understand it's pretty badass. Yeah, we um, we were set to go on tour in May and uh, the show we were going to do, debut during that time is a show that we've never done before at all. It's actually it has a storyline with it. It's an hour and a half long, so it's a headlining show. Um, it does have an intermission, but what was cool about it and the way I wrote it was there's key players in it, and it kind of takes you along from piece to piece, whereas previously we just kind of did... Song to song. Yeah, song to song to song to song. This actual show has, you know, a thing that will take you from start to finish, where things at the end you're going to think about on um, things that you saw in the beginning. Go, oh yeah. And there's characters and loose storyline, nothing too heavy, nothing too artsy fartsy because we want people to have fun, but at least it keeps them engaged, you know, and there's video production in it and, and lots of other production that I'm adding into it that we've never done before. And there's a guy in it actually, which we've never performed with a guy before. So we're really excited about that. Is this like a like an everyday guy, like just like a fat guy like me? Like, could I audition? Uh, no. It, well, first of all, you're not fat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please. Oh. Don't and, uh, bullshit me. <laughs> and he, no, this is actually, a, he's a fire performer. Oh, wow. And, um, and anybody that's been following us knows that, you know, my cast rotates, right? So I don't have like, set girls it's not like a band where it's like those members and those members only forever for all time so i have like a roster of about you know 12 to 13 and whoever's available goes or whoever has the skills that we need for this particular show they go so um so this particular male role is a fire performer and um he's dope and he's great and um and yeah it's pretty cool but it's it's a real like hodgepodge of of rock and roll songs. It's from like all different genres. So if you're kind of, a, if you're a rock and roll fan, I think you're really going to dig the show. It's just this way and that way and everything in between, you know? Yeah. Rock and metal too. And, and so the other, the other thing is how did you get into like the fire and, and all that sort of stuff that, that seems really like something like I have a buddy who has a plane and he has, it's like a Cessna and I'm like, they're just some hobbies that I don't want to do because I don't have time to figure out how to fly a plane. It doesn't seem safe. How do you get into, you know, dealing with fire and stuff? Fire um, became an aspect when one of my girls who's been with me since, since the beginning of this thing, her name is Connie. She's amazing. Um, she trained, uh, she came up in the circus world and she actually trained under a magician. And so she came knowing Ariel and fire and when she and I got together, she started teaching me fire and, you know, everything to do with safety and everything. So we started real small and then we built. And as we progressed, we just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And so she's really the reason why we got involved with the circus art aspect, because I was more dance oriented. Um, so she brought that talent to the group and really kind of taught everybody and got them going on it. She's incredible, just amazing. 
So, and then you're like, fuck it. Let's just, you know, try all these things with fire and let's set this on fire and let's do this. So, yeah. Have you ever gotten scared by it? Has there ever been a time where you're like, oh shit, like that, that's a little, that yeah. a little close. The first time you go to eat fire is like terrifying, right? So for anybody, I think. So the first, you're like, I mean, <laughs> you're like, ah, ah, I just, and you like bail out 30 times, but yeah. um, you just, with the proper training, you just got to do it and then you do it and you're like, okay, I got it now. So yeah. Um, so but yeah, I'm definitely scared. So Corey, have you tried any of that stuff? Have you done any? Of <laughs> no, I'm not nearly as brave as she is, man. Like, I, plus, I mean, I would only ever try some something like that if I was properly trained. You know, like it's I see all of the, I see all the work and the preparation and the caution that she puts into everything that she does. And it, it makes you realize just how, like, you just you just have to be very vigilant and you have to be smart about it. You know, she's, you know, we're we're constantly seeing video of people who don't do it properly and they get hurt. And the first thing she says is like they didn't follow the protocols, they didn't follow the safety protocols. And she's absolutely right, man. And it's it's because she's cautious. She respects the fire and she respects the rules that go into everything that they've been able to maintain a very, very safe work environment. And, and to the point where even the fire marshals who come in for their shows, they're just like, you guys are covered. You guys, there's nothing we really, really need to say anything about here because you guys have got all the bases. That this isn't something frivolous that you can just throw around, man. It's it's the real deal. They're like that fucking challenge where people are. The people are fucking the, stupid, dude. Like it's the just deodorant. I have not yeah. seen that, but that sounds idiotic. Yeah, these fucking kids like spraying deodorant and in their mouth or something, and then they're lighting it on fire, and then it creates like a a slime or whatever. And then they all go flying backwards. It's just the dumbest shit. I'm just saying sometimes we need, we just need to let Darwin do his work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally if, if you're, if you're eating Tide Pods, then maybe it's just your time, you know, you're fucking moron. <laughs> you're eating fucking moron. How about that? 100%. So are you guys doing any creative stuff? You know, when you're, when you guys are locked down at home, you know, Corey, I saw you were playing the piano a little bit. Uh, is that, yeah. is there, is there any progress on that mysterious solo record that we've heard so much about? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's, um, something that I'm working on right now. Um, obviously I got a ton of time, so I'm, you know, I'm doing it responsibly, but I'm also doing it, uh, at my own pace. There's no rush. Um, but yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna get the first album done as time permits. Um, it's going to be great, man. It's, it's, it's going really well. Other than that, man, it's just kind of waiting to see what's going on. You know, we've, uh, we've been talking about doing some, what some, what would you even call it? Some live feed shows, like some, oh, yeah. she's been talking about doing everything from a, like a live feed show to doing, you know, putting videos out like instructional. So yeah. we're just kind of kind of feeling out what our options are right now, you know? Like start a YouTube channel. 100%. If you guys started a YouTube channel, that shit would be everywhere. Yeah. 100%. I think I've actually already got one, yeah. but I don't have any access to it. How does that work? <laughs> you have like handlers that own it. I don't have access to it. It's probably a good thing because I would post probably the dumbest shit <laughs> that you've ever fucking seen. So I don't I'll know. I'll just like start start filming and I'll edit the shit for you for free, man. It would crush if you guys did. <laughs> Seriously, like I mean that 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 would be awesome. So um yeah, talking about the live streaming and stuff, did you see what Code Orange did? Did you see their Twitch stream where they, they had like a full fledged live broadcast? No. I didn't so, see it. I heard about it, but yeah, we didn't yeah. watch it. It was it was really cool, and it's interesting to see how a lot of different bands are sort of finding new ways to communicate with people 
you know, it's right. still not great. It's not a great situation, but there's a, there's a right. lot of people that are, um, you know, doing covers, you know, messing around online, but the, the real challenge is going to be getting back into the live setting. Is this the most time that you've had off probably since you've been in Slipknot? No, it's the first, it's the longest time that I've had off in a long time, to be honest. And honestly, I mean, this is, all this is doing is prolonging the inevitable. I mean, I have to go back to work next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, no matter what, you know, I mean, I, that'll probably be good news for some people. I mean, no matter what, we're definitely going to finish the tour cycle. We're not, like, just kind of stopping. But, um, nah, man, it's it's probably, it's, like I said, we're just making the best of the situation. We were so busy every weekend. And then during the week, you know, we have the five-year-old. So we're, you know, we're balancing back and forth between domesticity and then flying all over the place to, to do work and, you know, to, you know, working on different projects or just trying to catch a breather, you know? I mean, we were literally in the middle of booking a, uh, a trip to Atlanta to do a, a, a taste test for a food truck that we're starting. And oh, wow. everything really kind of... You just told them the project! Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you're talking about. I, yeah, I want to... I want uh, to supposed I'll, to do that. Remember, everybody was like, what's this fucking project? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, yeah, that's what she was posting about. Oh! <laughs> There you go. You're, you, go. you heard it first. Heard it Holler. First. Holler. Yeah. Can you can you elaborate on exactly how that's going to work? Is you it going to be like at your shows? With I mean that was that was the plan. That's I genius. Mean, the plan was to have uh, it was a basically a, a vegan taco food truck. Uh, plant based. Plant based. Yeah, not vegan. vegan. You can't say no. vegan. It's it's plant based. It's, it's plant based. Because yeah. there would be some dairy and there would be some just stuff in there. But like the beyond, main, beyond meat the type main stuff. focus was flavor, not just content. You know, like we didn't want it to come off as because people talk about vegan, they can become very pretentious. And for us, it's just about look, we're badasses, man. We just want to eat. We just want we want some fucking food. We you know, this was a way for us to combine that with you know maybe a healthier. Lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know this, we went plant based. What nine months ago? in August? Yes, August September. September. Yeah, you went in August. I I did it in September. Yeah, and I mean we saw the benefits immediately. Immediately, my, my cholesterol dropped like eighty points. Holy like, crap! I mean, I was on the verge of Crestor. Yeah, it was bad, and it, I was even trying to eat better, and yet my cholesterol wasn't going anywhere. And right. as soon as I did that, I mean. I, it was, it was it was pretty rad. So and we didn't want to be like super annoying about it. Yeah, like, no. you know because that that can turn a lot of people off. And it was just kind of a choice we made for us. And well, plus, we make fun of people. And we make fun of people like that. Yeah, and 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 it's yeah. true though. I I can vouch for that because I heard about the um the Impossible Whopper, Impossible Meats, and all that stuff. And they're like they're like, oh no, it it's it tastes just like meat. And then I went and got uh, Beyond Meat and made it myself. And holy shit, it, you cannot tell. And everyone can agree that eating less red meat is good for you. That's been proven and proven and proven. Yeah. So, you know, that's fantastic. And I would eat the shit out of that. But I would still get fat because I would have too much. I have problems with portion control. So I well, would still get fat. Same here, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's one thing we like is flavor. Yeah. <laughs> we're a clean plate club. Oh yeah, we're yeah. fucking licking the shit. So it's yeah. Yeah, I have like a problem where it's like I'll, I I'm a night owl. I'll stay up really late, and you know I'll finish up my work or whatever, and I'll go into the kitchen. I'm not actually hungry. I'm just sort of in a fog, and I'm just like, oh, what's in here? Oh, spaghetti. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's called stunt eating. Like yeah. you're showing off, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like oh. I could clean this whole sleeve of Oreos. No fucking rep, 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 and yeah. which I did last night because I'm a fucking fat ass. So there you go. So what? What is? What's in your fridge right now? What are you guys? 
have in the fridge. You know, there's a whole tub. Well, there used to be a tub of bitch and sauce. And that's oh my god, the bitch and sauce. Yeah. Have you had that? No, I've never tried it. It's Go an almond-based dip. Di- yeah, dip. And it is fucking. I swear they put crack in it. It's yeah. Dip, dip. <laughs> Go through it. Oh. And we kill those things. We always think when we get enough chips or enough dip to go with the chips, and they're never, is no, never, no, no. no. Might as well. Did you go for the full scoops. Oh, it's so good. Super, oh. yeah, it's so good. It, you can find it at Costco. Yeah. That's where we found it. So. so, with with all that food and everything that you guys have, what about? Let's talk about the shit tickets. Are you guys how are you on toilet paper right now? So funny <laughs> enough, we loaded up on everything before the fucking panic that went on. So we're, we were fine. Like we had, we had, we had ass ribbon. We had, uh, paper towels. We had Clorox wipes with all that shit. Wait, like way before, but we did it accidentally. We did it. What happens is like, we go to Costco and I'm like, oh, we need toilet paper. And then we come home and there's already toilet paper there. So we like inadvertently prepped for this. Yeah. Yeah, We double up just because we have a terrible memory. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I too had toilet paper that I was stacked up on, but now, you know, it's a month and a half later. So I was like, I'm good. I'm laughing about it. Ha ha. I got toilet paper. Y'all don't have toilet paper. Fuck you. Well, now I'm running thin and I'm starting to get scared. Okay, I'm starting to get nervous. It's getting desperate. It's getting hard times around here. These these uh these Chipotle catering. I had a party at my house. These Chipotle <laughs> catering napkins that I have are about to start getting used. I'm about a week out, Corey. I'm about a week out. It's getting so scary. The dashboard of car, like what napkins do I have? In right. Here? Yeah. <laughs> look so, for all your look for all your Target receipts. Yeah. CVS <laughs> receipts. Yeah. It's a big so, long one. Just wind them around a fucking towel. Speaking like a man who has been on tour and has gotten desperate before. (laughs) I'm telling you, someone someone sent me a picture of a like a water bottle, like squirt water bottle. And they're like, here's your bidet. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Just give it a little bit. I saw a picture of a shower head taped to a toilet, and you just sit down and just turn your shower on and uh and and funnel it out. First, just don't be afraid to waffle stomp. Yeah. What is, please describe that process for me, sir. Waffle stomp. You shit in the shower and you That's stomp so... it down the... <laughs> <laughs> you never... Waffle... No. I've heard of a lot, but I've never you heard get of it. <laughs> oh, the waffle stomp. Oh, that's, that's great. That's... So, so... <laughs> I yeah I drove around yesterday for two hours and I went to different grocery stores and I I tried to get creative I'd go to little mom and pop shops and I'd go and check these places and they're all out of toilet paper and now paper towels and I never you know like you guys I was never a person I never panicked and I was laughing about it I'm like dumbasses haha what a bunch of losers and now I'm running out I went around for two hours and I went into a Kroger and they had paper towels but when you get up close to it it's like one paper towel roll to you know per family right and so i went up to it and i got a shitty little one paper towel roll so now i'm gonna have to go out once a day and uh go buy paper towels to to make it back up i guess Right, right but it's it's getting it's getting you know hard out there and what what do you guys think like what do you guys think this is going to do as it pertains to venues. Do you think that's going to change the way that we we see live entertainment? No. I'm t- I'm talking in terms of like the financials. Live Nation and Ticketmaster seem to be having sort of a hard time. Well, everybody cries poverty. Yeah. I mean, and look, I can't say anything because these are companies that I've obviously done business with. Yeah. But at the same time everyone's going to plead poverty, even if they have a surplus sitting somewhere, you know, the government does it. These companies do it. That's just the way they're going to be. They're not, they're never going to miss an opportunity to try and fucking say that they need more money. Um, That being said, I'm not really sure. You know, I mean, if it all depends on how we open this back up, it has to be 
it's almost you, you almost have to attribute it to the way that casinos are opened out here. They do what's called a soft opening, which is basically they open it before the grand opening. Mm-hmm. And people wander through and just, you know, it's not packed, it's not huge. It's do basically just seeing what people are going to be into and see if they're into what's being provided. That's basically what they're going to do with this industry. There's going to be a soft opening. There's going to be a handful of acts that go out there. They're going to be the litmus test to see what the world is ready for. It'll probably be in smaller venues because um, people are going to be fucking scared, man. Sure. Or, or maybe outdoor venues where it's, you know, people don't feel like they're confined. They don't feel like they're too stuck together there, you know, cause there's going to be a, a sense of paranoia for a while, even, even after there's a fucking medicine developed or a vaccine. So it's going to be, it's going to take time. There's going to be some acts that have to fall on the sword. Um, if we do it right and we build that enthusiasm, probably within a year, maybe a year and a half, we'll see the same enthusiasm live shows that we did before because I think once people realize that everything's okay people are going to realize that they they take for granted the fact that they haven't been to a live show in a long time and the live concert experience will be something that people come back to they'll be tired of watching it on YouTube tired of watching it on their phone they'll want to be in the experience so I think we're going to see a, a real renaissance an explosion of live entertainment which is going to be great. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you just don't want to do it too soon. You no, know, you and don't want to force people to, to feel like it because if then nobody's well, yeah. going to show up. Well, not only that, but you also don't want to start this all over again. Right. You know, exactly. you don't want to be, you know, prematurely getting out there and right. opening everything up. And I, I just don't think we know enough about this stuff this virus and how it is and how it acts. Right. Is it seasonal? Is it not? You know, how many meters are you away from somebody if they cough? Like right. we just don't know enough about it to, to know, to put together a game plan yet. Yeah. I think the priorities should absolutely be worrying about the, the businesses that affect the economy, the, the, yeah. the fastest yeah. and then kind of concentrate on that first. And then, worry about what the lot because we're obviously we're going to be able to adapt and find ways to entertain people even in a weird situation like this however when it comes to not so much retail but food service yeah restaurants uh, health service, yeah, yeah, hospitality. I mean, yeah that stuff you know we need to start from the ground up and really help like a lot of the the the, the companies that I work with uh, that we've been donating money to for, for charity that to, to provide for the relief obviously goes to a lot of the healthcare workers. But at the same time, there's several funds that you can donate to that help stave off the depression that, that retail and the food industry are really going through right now. So really it's everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, I'm I'm curious about, you know, you talk about how we can modify things. One of the things we know for sure is that the big shows, the big shows that you typically play, uh, you know, those shows are probably going to be last to begin to occur. But yeah. we also know that what the CDC is going to do uh, by these guidelines they've released is they're going to slowly scale up the group or numbers of people much sooner rather than later you're going to have situations where they're like, oh, 100, 150 people may be able to gather in these certain areas of the country. Is there any possibility that we could go back to those early 2000 days where you have nine crazy maniacs and slip well, on a tiny stage? You just made my back hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was different. Like there was like there was oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it helps when there's a room that long where we can get all of our crap in. Like, yeah. that's the problem. We've got so much crap now that we would have to scale everything. We'd have to go back to Guitar Center. Oh, yeah. And start like, <laughs> finding shit. 
that we could fucking like clown. You take that kit and just Frankenstein it, and then we'll just <laughs> put it in there. You know you can't. No, you can't shit on it. Just <laughs> it'd be. I mean, it'd be funny. It'd be insane. But I mean, we'll basically. I think what we'll probably do is we'll we'll try because we've actually talked about doing something like that for years like doing a throwback show and doing a throwback show in a way where we we wear the old gear as well so but that's i mean i don't know that's few and far between we have to make sure that we could do it in a safe way obviously not just from a coronavirus fucking standpoint i mean that would be (laughs) insanity dude like Yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll fucking we'll see. I mean, it'd be yeah. insane. And obviously, for people watching, we're talking about if if the if this was allowed to happen, and the this this experts and the health experts signed off on it, we know that you know smaller gatherings are going to occur. So this would be like a super exclusive small show. And I think that I think that maybe some bands could do that. But again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. To be, to be perfectly honest, but holy shit, that would be amazing. There will be some time when small shows will be allowed to happen and it'll be sooner than uh, the, the, the giant shows. So that would be uh, nuts. And I would pay triple price to see that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So have you, have you heard from um, any other musicians? Have they, have they reached out and talked about how they're doing during this time? Uh you know, I know that I've talked to a lot of people and they're just hurting right now and it sucks. I, uh, I mean, I, I reach out to all my friends and make sure that they're all doing okay and stuff. Um, every once in a while it's, it's, you know, you, you start thinking about somebody and I was like, fuck, I wonder how they're doing, you know? So it's, it's like basically just kind of keeping up with friends, you know? Um, everybody I know seems like they're doing okay. Um, luckily we haven't really had anyone we know know be affected by this. We've had people kind of twice, three times removed affected, but no one were really were close to. Um, I, I mean, obviously, having said that, I mean, it's, it's tough when anybody really goes through it, but we've been, knock on wood, pretty lucky with her parents. Um, pretty lucky with you know just family in general friends so it's you know it's it's one of those things where you just just reach out to the people who you care about and make sure that they're all good you know and make sure that they know that we're all kind of in it even though we can't see them and we can't physically be with them we're all together and we're thinking about each other you know yeah and and that's that's the thing too and and i don't know how uh how what the ages are of your family members but you know like my dad's 82 and uh so we have been taking this extremely serious uh when it comes to being around him but we did find and his birthday has been during this but we did find a really cool fun way to still celebrate his birthday in that uh they my parents have a pretty big backyard and so we were out in the backyard and, you know we were able to hang out outside the house a distance away from each other and, right, and, right, and right. you know, my dad may be 82, but you know, we'll still chug some beers every now and then. So right. uh, they're staying in high spirits, and and uh, I just hope everyone out there is is doing the same. So, are there any are there any shows other than Tiger King that you guys are sort of binging on right now while you're home? Oh God! Yeah, the um the scary one. So we like. We watch a lot of YouTube, you know, so we'll go down like these crazy, uh, these, uh, like, uh, like, I don't know, these crazy roads of like, we'll be what, like one minute we're watching wrestling documentaries. The next minute. Dark side of the ring. Yes. Dude, dude, season one is probably one of the best, you know, like series in television. Series two. It's good, but I feel like they're missing a lot of info, man. Like it's 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 great, it's really good, but it feels like it's kind of one sided, you know. I mean, it's I, I learned a lot from the first two episodes, but at the same time, there was like there's still so much. It, it felt like it was only on one side, but I still love that show. 
Um, yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, this this is uh, it's a, a, a creator, uh, a, a YouTube creator named was Obsolete Oddity. Uh, yeah, yeah, Obsolete Oddity. He, called, he goes by Oddy, and uh, I think he's from Switzerland. Yeah. And he does a lot of narrated. He started out just doing kind of story videos that weren't narrated and then people asked him to narrate them and some of them are spooky some of them are uh like some of them are just historical uh some of them where it's just him wandering through like abandoned mansions and stuff with like there was a there was one that i saw it was like a french mansion that hadn't been opened up in 110 years and he's just walking through it, kind of giving a, a dissertation on stuff. There's certain ones where it's like it's a it's a like a house that's been abandoned that was hoarded, um, like hotels like set in the back in like the wilderness that haven't been opened in like a handful of years, but it's like was built in the 1920s and like it's really really cool stuff. So we've been kind of doing deep dives on that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a nice way to to give give yourself like panic nightmares like falling asleep <laughs> like she's laughed at me because i had locked the door because we were the only two in the house and she's like why are you locking the door it's like because i'm freaked out that's not why. just the it's door the bedroom, the bedroom door. door it's like that's our last line of defense okay <laughs> it's like if i come through that door i'm gonna hear them kick it in so i can jump up and be ready fully prepared to strike you know like <laughs> well just, yeah so, so like, I, I have that too sometimes. It's like a, so first of all, I just, I pulled his channel up and checked it out. Uh, for those of you who want to subscribe, that looks, looks really awesome. But I have that too. But, you know, the, dif- the difference is though, is that mine might be a little bit more rational than yours. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a YouTuber. They're going to come for me. You guys have legit fucking weird, creepy stalkers online that I've seen. It's so weird and gross and creepy. So maybe you guys have a little bit more to be concerned about than I do. Thank you. It's true. It's very, very true. And why do you think I sleep on this side of the bed? (laughs) I'm I'm your last line of defense. I'm chop. I strike. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But also, I've seen like uh, you know, you guys have posted some pictures on the gram, and your backyard, wherever it is, it looks like you're in the middle of a desert. And so, having been you know into into states that are like that, like Arizona, it's probably pitch black at night, and that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I guess. Well, not only that, but it's it's a brand new neighborhood, mm-hmm. and. They they didn't put a lot of forethought into the fact that there's no street lights around here, oh, so it's uber dark out here, like crazy dark to the point where we have to walk up to the top of the hill to guide in delivery people if they come past a certain time because they can't see the address, they can't see our house even if we leave. Yeah, it's it's insane. So yeah, it's uh, I mean we're getting our steps in, but I mean yeah, still, you know, it's yeah, it's weird. But it's also <coughs> really quiet, which yeah. we love. And I mean, it's super chill. We're way off the beaten path, which is what we want. We just like being by ourselves. We like sticking to ourselves. So it's uh, it's probably it's it's our little oasis. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. Here's the. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that meme. So, um, when, when you guys sort of, I don't know how close your neighbors are, but do they know what you do? Oh yeah. Yeah. Very. Like they keep talking, they keep trying to talk me into doing like a a driveway, uh, (laughs) and I'm like, um, well they can, and they can hear. So like, you know, when we have Griff and he's banging on the drums in here, all of our neighbors are like, is Griffin town? Yeah. No, (laughs) no one's here. He plays the same three same Nirvana song, songs. Yeah, heart shape box. Four, yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Green Day. A lot of Green Day, um, and that's about it. Yeah, you get, you get four pretty, songs. Pretty rad. <laughs> it's a good good set list. Hey, so yeah. uh, so Griff had his first show. Uh, what's what's the band name again that they have? Ben Dead. It's sorry again. Ben Dead. Ben Dead. Ben Dead. One, one Dead. 
that. So I saw videos of that show, and holy shit, they are really good, dude. They are incredible. They're so good. We were right there, side of the stage, like... I, so cool. it was I was so, I was bawling I was so fucking stoked for him man you know like he just I'd never seen him really come into his own before and that you could just see him fucking bloom man like you could just see how at home just himself like I mean as a father, like you want that for your kid, man, especially when you can see how, how hard he works, how seriously he takes it, how much time and he's, you know, and this is a kid you have to understand who has struggled with not only dyslexia, but dyscalculia. So he really has a hard time reading, writing, and yet he made himself get better so he could write his own lyrics so he can read his own words, to feel his own writing. And to see him do that, to really rise above his, his, you know, his hardships like that, because he believed in his art that much. And then to see, from, to go from that to that show, I mean, we were... Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah, he was... Yeah. We were, fu- we were so stoked. Like, we were there. Me fucking it oh, was, it was awesome. It was oh, so, so cool. And he's waited so long. You know, they had never played a show before. So yeah. to hear him talk about it up until that point, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And his excitement for getting ready for his first show. I mean, when you do show so much, you sometimes forget. you forget. Yeah, you really. So seeing that was yeah. really cool. And it, it was inspiring. Yeah. We you know? flew in just for the show. and We flew back specifically to see it. And yeah, I mean, it was. God. Yeah. Oh, baby. Sorry. No. Okay. You want to my shirt? No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of tissue, sweetheart. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've, I, that, that hit me right in the feels too. And so they were though, they were so good and they're getting a lot of, a lot of support from people because here's the thing. It's, it's, it's not that it's like Slipknot 2.0 or anything. They've got their own sound, their own aesthetic. And they're legitimately very good. And and so I love that they have this sort of really dark aesthetic to them. And they focus a lot on image and they focus a lot on, uh, you know, the, the creative part of it. But they were right. so raw. I, I wasn't there. But usually if a live performance translates well through a cell phone, yeah. you know that it's just going ah. off in the room. Ah. Yeah. So They were so tight. And I can remember, you know, the great thing was seeing these songs that I've watched him and, and the band put together for, what, two years, yeah. three years? I mean, yeah. and to see them, like, cause, and, and knowing the songs, and, like, because I used to listen to their demos as I was walking to the studio to, to make this last Slipknot album, man. Like, Griff was sending me songs, like, check this one out. And I'm like, oh, God. It was so rad, man, to to really to see them finally kind of put that into the fruition was it was it was awesome. So I've got their um, they've got an Instagram right here, right? Thank. Yeah, follow Griff on Instagram and you'll find it. Oh yeah, he's on the gram. He tags the band and everything. I think it's like Ben official or something yeah. like that. I can't remember, but yeah, they're it's it's special. They're they're going to be special. So with you guys, like sort of as mentors too, what advice have you given have you given him? Because I know that they've been working on this so long. I think they've already recorded stuff, but they're doing it right. They're not just rushing it and just throwing it up online. They really seem to be very much planning, dropping all this at the right time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, me give them the best advice we can as far as like just knowing that talking to the right people when it comes to business, um, knowing, knowing the ins and outs about, you know, what you make for a show, what a door deal is, how much percentage the, the club gets, if they're going to take a percentage of your uh, merch, if they're going to take a percentage of this and that, 
like just really kind of coaching them through the grind of it, because I mean, that's really what it is. You know, we don't do anything for them except give them advice. You know, we want them to do it on their own. We want them to earn it on their own. And they, that's what they want as well. So really just kind of being there to answer questions, to, to shed some light on things and just make sure that, you know, they realize the risks involved with doing something like this, you know, I mean, and that's, that's what it comes down to, you know, it's, uh, it's just using everything that we kind of learned over the years and trying to pass it on to some kids that, you know, could hopefully surpass us, man. That'd be killer. Yeah. And, and I know that watching, uh, you know, watching them perform and, and seeing them, the way that they do things, the energy that they bring to the stage. Uh, there, there are people that are like, oh, you know, uh, they're just doing this as if, as if you went out and got them a record deal or something. But the thing that for, for those guys that I bet they're probably dealing with, knowing what I deal with just on a small scale compared to Slipknot with my YouTube channel is there's a lot of uh, what I would call social climbers that want to hit them up and say, hey, guys, oh, you're related to guys in Slipknot. We want to sign you to this shitbag deal. And it's so good that you guys are able to divert them away from those slimy. Because that was my first thing I was thinking is I was like, oh, I know they're going to get hit up by all these little nasty leeches. Yeah. And we won't we won't let them be taken advantage of at all. Good. You know? Um, that being said though, all you can do is provide info, you know, once they hit a certain age, it's out of our hands, you know, right now, you know, nobody can get them to sign anything without our written consent. And that works in their favor because that helps them learn the business before they dive really headfirst into it. You know, like people don't realize these kids are still in school. Yeah. They go to school all day and then they rehearse all night, you know, like they, the next, like the next day of the show, they went to school and you know, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, it's, that's what they should be doing. So it's. But you're also really good about pulling back and letting them figure things out yeah, for their, yeah. themselves because, you know, and at the end of the day too, they're teenagers. You can tell them all day long. They're exactly. going to do it. Yeah. You know, they're all headstrong too. So um, in certain aspects, you know, pull back a little bit, let them learn those things that we all had to learn when you're performing live, you know, those things that you fuck up and you don't, you know, but anything super serious, you guys, yeah. 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 So, yeah, the, the, the other thing is when it comes to, you know, collaboration and stuff, do you think that Griff was just, destined to be a vocalist because of you? Do you think that there's ever any consideration? I know, he, I guess you said he plays around on the drums a bit. The great thing is, is that all of my kids sing. They're all, they all have that weird Taylor gene where they just, they can, they pick up on music and they can just sing. They can, they, they stay in key they can just they and they want to entertain. Like even the five year old is just on fucking fire. She's mm-hmm. like, she's walking around, making she, songs, yeah, making songs, like playing her little, little fucking ukulele thing. <laughs> and man, yes. when when Into the Unknown comes on, she oh, yeah. fucking with chest. I mean, she's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's real. So it's one of those things where you can see it develop early on and you just you you let them do their thing if they want to pursue that you tell them it's like absolutely let's fucking do it if they don't that's that's okay too it's fine you do what makes you want to make you do what makes you be happy basically i wish everybody had parents like you because you know the way that you describe supporting people and you know i was i was fortunate to have that too there were probably so many times i mean i i'm sure my parents would admit this where they looked at me and they were like god what a fucking loser but they supported <laughs> me anyways and now it's like turned out very well and they're very proud of me but you know having parents like that that let you just figure shit out 
and and get to what it is that your passion is. I can truly say that I get to do what my passion is because, but right. you know, you have to take risk to get there. Um, so, you know, what, what advice would you have for, you know, younger bands like Griff's age that, that are just starting out in today's marketplace. It's so much different than it was when Slipknot started out. How can they become, what are some of the prototypes that they could follow today, the younger bands that you would say to look to? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Um, because, I mean, there's still the underground where it's all about playing live, you know, like creating your own thing. I, I guess it's the benefit now, if there is one, is that the control is really kind of in your hands. Um, the technology has made it so you can create your music and get your content out there and you can control all of those streams if you want to. Like the old the old system, it, it isn't antiquated, but at the same time, it seems like the slower way to do it. However, it also feels like more of a risk because there's no guarantee you can't you don't immediately see how you're reciprocated for the work that you put in you know what i'm saying whereas if you just kind of do it on your own you control your content you control the stream you control this you control that now you also run the risk of taking a long time to get the exposure that you want whether it's national, international, worldwide, whatever. That's where labels and corporations come in handy. Um, but at the same time, it's like, that's, there's no guarantee that that'll happen either. So it's like, it really kind of comes down to what you want to do. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, honestly, at this point, I, I, my only advice is still this same advice that I've been given for 20 years. Learn to do it live. Learn to do it live. Learn to do it well. Don't cheat it and just fucking do it right. Do it good. You know, just be, just look at what's being done and do the opposite, really. You know, because that's, that's how you stand out. You don't stand out by just doing the same fucking shit. You stand out by doing almost the, 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 the end of the spectrum, basically. And people will either love it or they'll hate it, but you'll at least know that you're doing it for yourself. That's the thing about Slipknot, too, is that when you guys first came out, I remember it was unlike anything anybody had ever heard before. It truly was. Or seen. You can't ignore the visual aspect of it. Right. And right. now, you, and then after that, there were a few similar Slipknot-type deals that also began popping up. But nowadays, it's, it's troubling because you have some bands that a newer bands that'll pop up and will have a certain sound. And then you have 50 other bands that'll figure out what their template is in the recording program they use. And then right. they'll, they'll carbon copy it. And it's just not a good formula uh, to do that. And so it's tough. And I also think that most bands don't use social media effectively. If you're a band like Slipknot, you don't fucking need social media. You guys could delete your accounts and it wouldn't even affect you. You know, it's nice to have, but you're so established that'll never change. They'll just go to your website. But for younger bands, some of them, I think they take bad advice and they just let somebody take over their account and copy and paste stuff. You have to build that relationship from day one with bands like Slipknot did, where there was that level of authenticity, I guess. You know, I don't know what the answer is, but I think that after all this shit is over, we're going to see an untold number of bands that are breaking up because they had to make other choices to get jobs because, right. they, you know, people don't know how realize how fucking bad it's going to get for some, for some bands, you know? Well, people don't realize that it's been like that for a while though, because of streaming, honestly, because of the way that bands are paid for streaming. There are a lot of bands who are very well established that have had to hang it up because the money doesn't get to them. It goes to the fucking label and the label doesn't share or the stream, the streaming services don't pay the artist 
as well as they should. And that's why a lot of bands are having to find different ways to be paid for the art or paid for the work that they do. And it's, you know, I have savage, savage fucking opinions about that whole thing, but I'm not going to bore you with it because I've said it before. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And, and I, I wonder if I was in a new band today, if I would even consider signing a label unless they were, unless like Universal Music Group wanted to sign my band or something, you know, I don't know what the real upside is at this point because I've talked to people, I've put like cover songs or, or music up on Spotify and if you're taking all of the streaming revenue, it's actually pretty good. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but these these newer bands are it's like beaten into their head to believe that oh, streaming isn't nothing. But they've never really seen those checks. They're pretty okay. good. They get them after the label takes their share, and then they see the little 20% cut and all that. But uh it, it's just really messed up in 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 the way uh they sort of do that stuff. I, I don't know. But you know, when when you guys come back, you said that you're gonna push back your your touring cycle. It's gonna be something that so so we'll still get hopefully a couple more slipknot tours before you go into stone sour mode, I guess. Uh well yeah, I mean there there's definitely gonna be some more tours coming up. But uh instead of doing Stone Sour, I'm gonna do my solo thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and, and tour the solo album albums if I get to do it the way I'm working on it right now yeah i mean that's that's the plan right now you said in the past that there were going to be like jazz elements and stuff to that record are you still are you still going to do that there's an answer that yeah i mean there's i mean i want to do a, an, an entire jazz album um that's not what i'm going to do right out of the gate um this will be more of like my songwriter style but there's hints of that on this like on the stuff that i'm working on right now but the the jazz album will probably happen down the road once you know I can kind of put it together because I want to put it together righteously and, and have like a, a real jazz outfit with me when I do it. Did you did you know that uh, that Fred Durst apparently is like in the jazz world now and he has like a jazz night that he does and he's he has built a jazz band and it's not like a meme or a joke actually like a lot of celebrities and stuff go to it in L A. So there might be a, a a thing in the future where you're going to Fred Durst Jazz Night and it's like a, a a cool deal with the rock world intersecting. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I I just want to really thank you guys for checking in here. Um, I think that it it's really helpful to people who are locked down at their houses that are, uh, you know, there are people that are really struggling right now. So I hope to those of you who are watching. You're, you're, maybe we made you smile a little bit. Uh, fucking Carol Baskins definitely did it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, that's my opinion. I don't know, so don't sue me, Carol. Um, but, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Is there anything that we missed that you really want to mention? I know that uh, usually you guys both have a million things to to promote, but right now it's just so slow for everyone. Um, um, you're, we got you're, Girl Gang 2 coming out yep. soon. Yeah. Oh, you've got new episodes? Uh-huh. Oh, shit! So, yeah. for, so for those of you who don't know, we talked about everything that Cherry Bombs do, but this is a behind-the-scenes look. It's like a vlog series, and they did the first season of this right on the channel. I'm going to link to that in the description. And I didn't know if you were going to do more. I didn't know you're doing more. That was that was really yeah. compelling shit. It's pro shot. Right. Um, it, it, it's absolutely fantastic. So I've linked to that. Go watch season one now and get ready for the new episode. So when are those coming out? Um, right now, we're not exactly sure exactly when they're going to come out. I'm still working with my director, Nathan, on on the final product. So um, he sends over, you know, kind of a rough outline of what it's going to look like. And we kind of make little notes here and there. And then we send it back and then we do things. So um, as far as like B-roll stuff, you know, kind of filling in the blanks, the, the narrative for the audience. I still have to cut that myself. So um, just, you know, a little filler stuff to take you through from one piece to the next. So, right. so you know, as a viewer, it makes sense to you. Um, so I still got to do that. But, I mean, I got to get on him because um, we haven't talked in like a week or so. But um, hopefully I'd like to start releasing it Soon. early May. Yeah. yeah, in a couple of weeks at least. But I'd like to take some time to promote it as well because – 
yeah, we had a good reception on the first one. And, um, and the second one is, is going to be cool because it's going to be focused on, on not fest actually yeah. on South America. So there's some crazy. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. He's like, these girl gang episodes are getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to somebody. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about that whole deal down in, uh, down there, uh, back in December. Yeah, yeah, that that was. I I remember I, w- I was in Europe when that happened, and uh, people were sending it to me. And normally, when like shit happens at a show, it's just kind of funny. Like, oh, you know, this like Shaggy Two Dope came out and drop kicked Fred Durst on stage. Ha ha ha! We had fun with it. I saw that and I was fucking terrified. I was like, oh my God, that is, that is scary shit. And yeah. I'm so glad that everyone was safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was... we touch on that a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely. So it's not, to, it's not to be missed. It's yes. going to be really right. good. That'll be, yeah. that'll be the first real behind the scenes sort of coverage of that situation that, um, that people have seen too. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, you know, if, if, if if you know what I'm talking about, I'm just going to tease it. Uh, that that was the situation where um, Slipknot and Knotfest as a whole, where Cherry Bombs were also performing, people were basically storming the gate, and it got super scary during that time. But you know, thank you both for joining us uh, for being here. I know even though you don't have much to do, you probably still had something better to do than to shoot the shit with me. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate it guys thank you so so much 